Hello friends, before you walk too far along this path of this episode, I'd just like to give you a quick disclaimer. What you're listening to right now is actually either the second or third part of this side quest episode. If you'd like to complete the three-part version of this side quest, you should actually start with the Substack article, which you can find in the show notes. And if you'd like to complete the two-part version of this quest, then you can probably just stay on the platform you're on, but switch over to the show on which I was featured, which is called the Sparked Podcast. For some context, I submitted a question and shared my sort of moments of life with the Sparked Podcast, and my submission was chosen to be a featured episode on the show. The podcast is called Sparked, and you can find it at sparktype.com, Or you can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, CastBox, and probably some more. And the episode is called How to Thrive as a Multi-Passionate Person in a Specialist Craving Work World. So go ahead and give that a quick little listen if you haven't already. And when you return, I'll share with you my response. See you on the other side. Hello friend and welcome back to the final leg of this side quest. I feel like I should have brought some snacks or something or made some punch or do something to, you know, help nourish you all on this, but uh, I'm glad that you made it. Glad that we're here and can celebrate together. And it really is celebrating because as I am recording this, it is New Year's Eve and I am hoping that this goes out on the stroke of midnight next year. So I have approximately three hours. So we love procrastination. It's very energizing. And I'm really just trying to lean into the mad renaissance writer aesthetic. I'm sitting out here on my porch with under candlelight with my notebook and all my various uh, writing accoutrements and my little fountain. And um, we've already started playing the game of fireworks or firearms. So if you hear any explosions in the background, uh, hopefully in the distance, you can uh, have your guess at which they are. So every time we reach the end of the calendar year, it seems like the appropriate time for reflection and introspection and perhaps some planning and game changing and, you know, all of that sort of shifting energy. And whether that's appropriate calendar wise or not, it does seem to be a habitual sort of practice of mentality that people go through. So it actually sort of lined up perfectly that my Sparked episode came out. It, it's literally the last episode of the year for them, which 
I think is very kismet because it's given me a lot of really good things to think about and sort of to add to my intentions of 2023, which vaguely my main intention is just to continue my play, which I've been doing and continue this quest that I'm on. So I was very surprised and also thankful and also excited and anxious to see that my question or my moment had been picked as an episode and also that it was going to be released right at this sort of magical time. So to give you a little bit of context about how this sparked episode came to be, the sparkotype seed was actually planted in my brain many, many moons ago. I think 20. 19, if I'm not mistaken. It could have even been 2018. Honestly, those two years are a bit of a blur for me. And I don't really remember how I found it, but I happened to come across Jonathan's Sparkotype assessment just online somewhere, I think. And I, being a lover of personality assessments and also, you know, sort of waving my psychology minor everywhere, uh, immediately hopped on that because it sounded super interesting and immediately got my results and then was added onto the, the big email distro list. So I kept getting uh, Jonathan's emails because they were interesting to me. And honestly, I would sort of skim most of them. And then some of them, if I just was flooded with emails, uh, a lot of them went to the trash. But I, I never unsubscribed because I always thought that there was something of value there. So I kept getting the emails for like, gosh, I guess like three years now. And one day I got an email from them and I happened to look in it and saw that they were collaborating with LinkedIn to create this podcast. And I thought, that's really interesting. He seems to have a lot of neat sort of interesting perspectives and ideas and also kind of interesting that LinkedIn is sort of hopping on board. So I wonder what this will be. And it turned out that they were using Jonathan's development of the Sparkotype paired with LinkedIn's professional platform to contextualize and understand the role, I guess, of a traditional working environment. And I thought that that was a really neat idea because I have never felt like I really fit into a corporate environment before. And I know and have always known that that's not only what exists, but that corporate path or the stability path is the one that is so prevalent and so sort of glamorized and sought after that I thought it was really refreshing to have this sort of question and answer format show where somebody can sort of pitch their little personality assessment, their sparkotype, and also share the moment that they're in, the things they're struggling with, the things they think about, what sparks joy, all of those beautiful things, and then have a really thoughtful sort of third-party response to it. It just, it ticked all the boxes for me. So ironically or not, I started listening to the, these podcasts at my corporate summer job at an ad agency, which I say kind of glibly, but I did very much appreciate and very much enjoyed being there and would go back again if they ask. But I really enjoyed listening to these discussions there because I was able to tap into this sort of flow state where I could do my work a little bit mindlessly, but listen to these really complex and refreshing ideas about, you know, challenging the traditional nine to five, challenging molds that we think that we need to fit into. And while I didn't always resonate completely with the topics that were presented, I did feel inspired and energized enough to submit a question of my own. 
And so I submitted my question in the summer and then magically woke up to an email just a few weeks ago saying that my episode was going to air. So I was very touched and satisfied to see that not only had my little spark seed been planted, but it also been nourished and had now sprouted. However, even after listening to almost all of the prior episodes, I was admittedly a little bit nervous to listen to my own, not because I didn't know what they were going to talk about because I knew what question I had asked them. I'd been there for that. But because I guess I just had this like tiny little feeling in the back of my head that they were going to... And that's how you play firearms or fireworks. (laughs) But even though I knew what the episode was going to be about, roughly, I was still a little anxious to listen to my own episode because there was still a very small yet very valid piece of me that wondered if I did a good job asking my question. And since a big part of my question was, about communication, about wanting to be understood in the moment that I'm in, I guess I was a little scared that my question wasn't communicated. And instead of offering counsel, the episode discussion would be more along the lines of trying to unpack the moment itself that I was in. So I went back and forth with myself quite a bit, actually, on when I was going to listen to the episode, just because it was a little bit of a, of a, daunting yet exciting thing but but procrastination kicks in as procrastination does and I was finally able to energize myself enough at dusk today to go out and take a a nice long walk and really listen to the episode not only for the episode itself but to listen to what they were saying to me as humans from their experience, from what I know about them. And I was really moved by their encouragement and their support. When I was listening to it, the thread that sort of wove the episode together for me was a thread of validation, which felt amazing to hear because their podcast and they themselves, Jonathan and Jenny, are strangers to me. They, they're complete third parties. I mean, I guess I sort of have a parasocial relationship with them having listened to a few of their episodes before, but they're basically strangers. And it was really cool to have this collective third party who knew nothing about me except for what I told them, what I shared with them in my intro, and were able to bring such wisdom and validation to the paths that I'm on. A few key things that stuck out to me as I listened were the suggestions to use multiple resumes, which was wonderful to hear because I found that professionally that works really well for me. I thought since everything is so gig-based that I do, I, to be honest, most of the time I don't need to submit a resume until after they know that they want to hire me, but <laughs> which is nice, but I tend to 
create a whole new resume for the job that I'm submitting to. They also really crafted the conversation around my love for learning and it sounded like they understood how deeply that runs for me and how important that is and I felt that and I and I did feel really validated when they suggested that my capacity to learn in an environment perhaps should inform the environments I placed myself in that had been a hunch or at least a pattern of mine that I'd noticed so it was just really nice to have that perspective at the end of the episode Jonathan touched on the concept of taking breaks when needed or taking a sabbatical I thought that this was really interesting because I hadn't started listening to his work until about June of 2022 but I had gone into 2022 with this whole let me play (laughs) endeavor and I realized that that's sort of what I did. I I didn't necessarily turn down work or as much work as I could have. I said yes to a lot of things, but I did remove myself from an environment that I wasn't thriving or learning much in, and I became very intentional with the choices I made and my efforts to play and explore and to involve as much curiosity in everything I do as I could. So when he brought this up in my episode and also when I listened to his standalone episode about taking sabbaticals, which he released a couple weeks prior to my episode, it was really intriguing to me that he also shared this nourishing and rewarding experience from taking a break and just living with more intuition and intention. So I've always been a fan of taking rest when needed. I'm very uh, sprinterly, I guess. I like to go really hard for a short amount of time and then uh, be a couch potato for an appropriate amount of time afterward. So I really enjoyed to hear that. I did also really appreciate Jenny's remarks throughout and her words of encouragement. And I thought her closing thoughts at the end were pretty interesting when she mentioned the jack of all trades, master of none phrase. To be honest, that phrase has always made me a little bit squeamish, I think because it's so close to how I feel and yet it couldn't be more wrong because I feel like I am more whole and I'm more satisfied by trying and learning and pursuing not literally everything, but the things that I have genuine interest in. And I'm not trying to be a master of all of them. And I'm hopefully not presenting myself as a master. But there are people who fall under this category and these people who are jacks of all trades and are masters of none often get discounted or sort of less prioritized because specialists or people who've devoted their whole lives. But I thought it was really interesting in the way that Jenny brought it up because not only did she validate my expression of wanting to pursue 
a lot of paths at the same time, but she contextualized it not as a reflection of myself, but of the scale and environment of the professions I'm putting myself in. When Jenny made this point, it sounded like she was connecting Jonathan's suggestion of me looking into startups, which was super interesting because I felt like that came a little bit out of left field, wasn't expecting it. But when both of them discussed the possibility of startups, the things that they were saying were making sense. Like they were ticking the boxes of my Sparkadite profile and they were saying things that would appeal to important parts of myself. So while I can't necessarily think of anything off the top of my head that I would necessarily start up at the moment, maybe I can find a way to at least research, first of all, what a startup is. We can start there. And then after that, maybe trying to figure out a way to weave all of the things that I love because that's where it comes from me from it's everything I do or am energized by is an extension of my love for the thing itself and it would be great to be able to have just a whole bunch of things that are outlets of things that I love so I'm on board so I've got startups to research, and I also have to go into my etymology of the word somatic because I thought that I knew what that word meant, but uh, clearly I didn't when I listened to the podcast, and they seem to think that it could be cool to have a somatic startup, so I'm going to have to figure out what that means. And once I figure out what that means, I can also figure out how to maybe apply it to the adjacent possible that Jonathan suggested. Because it's basically saying you have the opportunities that are available to you in the now, like in the immediate future. And if you do anything related to those opportunities, then basically what you're doing is creating steps or branches to lead you to similar but different opportunities in the future. However, you can't get to the more developed or flowering activities without growing your limbs first or branching off and creating stems with other baby steps along the way. So I can totally appreciate that approach and reflecting back on what I've accomplished so far, I can definitely say that I'm a big fan of planting seeds and watering them, tending to them a little bit here and there, and just seeing what sprouts, and that's fun for me. I enjoy that. So with their observations, I think I'm going to continue the sort of seed watering and planting that I've been doing already. The faithful seed planting actually touches on another concept that Jenny mentioned which I think she called it the the rolling out the, the red carpet sort of approach to life, which I early loved and appreciated on multiple levels, you know, being that I guess I'm in the biz, quote, quote. But it was basically the concept of taking a step and seeing what happens and then trusting that the next step will present itself when it's ready. And I was so glad that she said that because that's kind of the only thing that I know how to to do. That's the only approach that comes naturally to me. So 
it was great to hear from someone wiser that that approach actually does work. In this new year, I definitely want more of a flow rather than force approach to just how I do everything in general. <laughs> so if I can put my trust into a magic carpet, then I think I'll be in good shape. The last thing I wanted to mention was just how grateful I am for the encouragement that both Jonathan and Jenny and the entire Brain Trust team gave me through this process. It, I mean, it is part of their show to be warm and genuine and give as much wisdom as they can, but I genuinely felt that they listened to my moment and they were really trying to understand, I felt, how I get along as a person and what really lights me up and sparks joy. I've always noticed that they do this in other episodes, but in my episode specifically, I noticed it each time when they call me by my name and also when they used my vocabulary back at me. This has been happening outside of me listening to this podcast, but anytime I hear the words that I've used for other podcast episodes for Let Me Play, my ears perk up and I immediately feel warm and safe and receptive to what the other person is saying or the context that I'm hearing it in. So when Jonathan kept saying, go play, explore, be curious, have curiosity, and I think he said some other ones too, it just, it just made me feel right at home and that I'm on the right path. And I love that they were cheering me on for a little bit of time. So I'm definitely going to treasure this episode and do my best to find the lights and follow my energy like they suggested. I also love that Jenny specifically said that I have her permission not to pigeonhole or force myself into roles I don't want. So I think I'm going to write myself up a little permission slip form and uh, wave that in front of whoever needs to see it. <laughs> but I am going to treasure this episode so much. I already have gotten so much. I already feel wiser for it. And I'm excited to see how it informs the rest of my decisions in the new year. Thank you so much to Jonathan and Jenny and to the whole Sparked Brain Trust team for featuring me on your show. And also thank you for listening. If you would like to submit a question or your moment to the Sparked podcast, you can follow the links in the show notes below to figure out how to do that. It's pretty easy and also pretty fun. And I think they gave some really good advice. So highly recommend. Or if you'd just like to keep listening to them, you can follow them on pretty much every platform that you can listen to shows on, on Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically everything. And you can keep up with them there. I, ironically, really enjoy listening to them at work. Now that it's the new year, we'll be shifting back to a Sunday schedule, similar to what we did in season one. And so that means that next Sunday, we'll be back with a new word and a new friend. Until then, I would love to raise a glass of kindness to you all and wish you a very happy new year. And thank you so, so much for playing. Mm -hmm.